0: Hey, it's Rob. If you missed our 17th place roundtable, we had a good one. Chappelle and I got together with Brandon Donlin, Zach Wartenberger and Maddie for a very fun podcast talking about week two of Survivor. On Friday night, Taryn had the first BB Can roundtable. Whether you're keeping up with every episode or just want to know what's going on, Taryn, Melissa and Chappelle have everything from week one of BB Can and the Amazing Race is back this week. I'll be kicking off the season with Mike and Jess on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Oh, oh, oh,
1: O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto
0: Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a lovely day. I just wanted to come in before the start of this podcast to serve another reminder that during the Gino and Jasmine segment of this podcast, there is some language used that you potentially do not want other people to hear. So just to give you that heads up, there you go. Otherwise, enjoy your ride on the Hot Mess Express. See you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiancé Wrap Up podcast. We're here today to talk about 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Day season six, episode four. One of our last couple weeks here before 90 Day the other way comes back and then we're doing two shows at once. So let's savor this while we can. I'm, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Keeley, ready to break it down once more. And with me today, a man who needs no introduction, but is always so gracious with his time. You can find him talking about Netflix shows and Nothing But Netflix. You can find him talking about Never Have I Ever on Silent Podcast. You can find him talking about The Walking Dead over on Post Show Recaps. And there's many more credits, but I'll leave it for him to plug later on in the show. There's the one and only Chappelle. Chappelle, how you doing, man?
1: Hey, I'm good, Puya. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk about this season of 90 Day, and I am shocked to be here today.
0: You are shocked to be here. Interesting.
1: Yes. Uh, Normally, I'm like, OK, the Hot Mess Express is coming and I have to get a ticket and I need to sit in the front so that I can talk my trash about these people. But this season has been so damn sad and so heartfelt. That I thought, is this the Chappelle content that anybody really wants? But this episode here kind of touched on like the little, uh, the little warm, soft, fuzzy place in my heart a little bit. And so I do have some things to say, but I'm so much. Happier that this isn't one of those earlier episodes where it was so it was kind of depressing. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the the person that took it that had the hardest task amongst the guests has been Sasha, who was here for, with me for the premiere. And it was a lot. Uh, I obviously to give people a little background, I book people before I even watch the episode. So after I watch this, i was like, all right, I made the right call. I think Chappelle going to handle it. This is going to handle a good one. There's a ton of mess. There's a ton of nonsense and outrage. So we're going to have a good time with this. And I cannot wait. Um, shall we get the ball
1: rolling? Yeah, Puya, people might be surprised to to hear that uh, I have less uh, outrage and, uh, for, for this one. I'm kind of, I don't know, Apuya, something's going on. I, I feel like a big softy these days. I was so happy watching these episodes. i, I mm. kind of I'm rooting for people. What's going on, Pooya? It feels to me like,
0: like Cleo mentions on the show, uh, you might be simping.
1: might be (laughs) simply stupid maybe i will have to talk it through yeah we'll find
0: out all right let's let's start uncovering this and let's just start with riley and violet where riley was on his way to vietnam he is now arriving at vietnam to meet up with violet and violets at the airport with a bouquet ready to go but before they even meet riley lets us know that they have a bet going And the bet is whoever touches the other first loses. Basically, if you go for the hug first, if you go for the kiss first, you're losing. And what do you lose? Full control. You are now not the boss in the relationship. What do you think of this wager?
1: I I love a good bet. You know, I love a good like, oh, yeah, this seems like a game. Let's do it. You know, as long as it's not a competitive, competitive game, then whatever. I thought this was fun. Um, You know, I had my uh, doubts about Riley uh, going to Vietnam and thinking, "What are you doing, sir? Are you, does, is you know, does this feel like it's on the level? To, does it feel like you're trying to, you know, do some underhanded nonsense over there?" But man, seeing them connect, I was like, "I don't care who wins the bet, y'all. You gotta touch. Go touch it. Go kiss it. Go, do y'all got this. Is we waited for this? What was it? Two years? At that point, it was time. So." The bet was fun, but I'm glad that they got around it very quickly.
0: Yeah, I think it's a foolish bet uh, to do because why would you want to do that to yourselves? It's your first time meeting. Let's not have any hesitations. Uh, but when they do meet face to face, there's a little hesitation, but then obviously Riley's the one who gives in. And Violet's like, yeah, you lose. I'm your boss now. And that kind of yeah. becomes the the relationship status quo, which Riley, let's not let's not fool each other. You are always going to not be the boss of the relationship. Okay. Let's make it very clear.
1: He knew it. Stop it. He knew that this woman has been very like uh, she's been in control this whole time. And he's uh, like, she's always been, you know, very headstrong and he's very, he liked her sass and how controlling she, uh, she comes off. Sometimes he's like, that's the stuff that appeals to him. So of course, like he doesn't mind losing the bet. I like a bet where, you know, the wager is so, it's, it's, it's so, uh, so good that, you know, even if I lose, I'm fine. It's kind of like if someone bet me to eat a hundred chicken nuggets.
0: Wow first of all uh i didn't lose that bet i i won Uh um second of all i'm never doing it again so (laughs) but
1: i would (laughs) (laughs)
0: um so it was very sweet though because i feel like violet was really really happy and and she mentioned that she felt emotional because he's traveled so far to be with her and that's kind of a huge gesture in and of itself which i do think is a thing people might forget that yeah people are getting on planes and going across the world to meet each other like this is a huge gesture for sure Um, we do find out that they have agreed that she won't be staying at the hotel with him uh, because in her culture he has learned Riley has that sleeping with a man that you're not married with is not appropriate he does get two keys though and he also says if she comes knocking I'm not going to turn her away
1: oh Oh, yeah. what I'm saying. how does this not make your heart smile they they flew across like he flew across the country he's being observant of the the culture he said you know what i'm gonna be a gentleman you want a different hotel room you want me to get a hotel room that's fine uh, but if you want to break the rules a little bit you know what i'm saying let's do it let's break the rules and so again I, i'm telling you i was in my fields i was it was so cute i wanted to vomit
0: because and here's why because i do not Trust that the shoe's not going to drop, and I feel like a little bit of it started on this episode already. Um, so he says, "I'm going to need a little bit of time to get ready." She's all right. Let's meet up in 40 minutes. And he was going to go take a shower, and get ready, obviously get, get the flight off him or whatever. And then we end up in a situation where she's waiting for him at the rooftop cafeteria. He gets up there, and they're having a lovely dinner, right? They're having some drinks, some dinner. Everything looks nice. Everything's good. And he says, "Well, obviously, I missed your birthday." So I brought you a present to make up for it. And he brought her an entire set of pearls, like a necklace, a bracelet, and I believe earrings, right? Yeah. And she pat- gives him a pat on the cheek in exchange. She does not. First of all, she does not look like she's loving this present. We later find out it's because I don't even like pearls and they're very common. So I don't care for pearls all that much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is where it starts to feel like, OK, we're back to our 90 day fiance nonsense. You know, uh, he brought her a gift. He flew across the world for her. He just freshened up. And when he gets there, she's she was she was waiting on him. So first things first, she says, hey, just so you know, over here, the man waits for the woman. Just like I know you're new here, but that's how we do things here. He says, OK, cool. But I got you a gift. And she looks at the pearls and she kind of gives him one of those, oh, bless your heart, you know, in a little like uh, cheap, uh, like a little, 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 little uh, playful slap on the face, like, oh, look at you. You did a good job. But in her mind, she's like, these basic ass pearls, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. these, <laughs> pearls is everywhere here. You, you can't throw a pearl without hitting a pearl in Vietnam, baby. That This is normal. You didn't, you're like, uh, okay, I'm happy, but come on. Yeah, you yeah, know, thanks. And, and that kind of hurt his feelings a little bit because, one, he did just fly across the world, but I guess he thought he put some thought into that. He just was unaware about, you know, the the lack of the significance of pearls and that she doesn't really care for him. And so he was thinking that maybe he might get a kiss or something, you know. I think or, so.
0: I think that's yeah. what he was aiming for.
1: Yeah, she basically just gave him a little <laughs> pat on the head. and was like, oh, okay. You, good, good, you did a good you, job. Yeah, cute job. You you almost did it. You almost got me there. So, uh, yeah, I saw his face, his face break a little bit. Riley's not able to hide his emotions well.
0: He is not. And honestly, now with Riley, what I've learned or what I feel is that he's very much the keeping the score person in the relationship where he's like, I did three good things and I didn't get any good things in return. That's not okay." She might not. And he's also paranoid. We know this already. So I the minute she didn't give him a bigger reaction to the pearls, I was like, oh, this is not how you handle giving a gift. You can't give a gift and expect a certain reaction. You can hope for it. But if you don't get it, it's not the end of the world. But here's the thing. So Rise, a paranoid guy. He is now given the pearls. She has not really given him what he wanted. Oh, for one. The next thing is he tries to talk about some more serious stuff. He does tell us before he gets to the dinner that this trip needs to be about full transparency and communication. And we know that this guy has fully booked a PI to, to follow her around. So he wants answers. So he tries to bring up, like, I want to talk about some stuff with you. And she says, listen, it's my birthday dinner. Let's not talk about bad things. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So over for two for
1: Riley. Now she shot him down immediately. She goes, uh, you know what? All that stuff in the past and all those potential bad things and things you could be investigating me for we're just going to lay that out of here. We're just going to have a good time. <laughs> we're going to enjoy each other's company. And then she says, but tomorrow I'm not going to have time for you. So.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's the third thing. So then he said, OK, so anyway, what are we doing tomorrow? She said, well, tomorrow is busy. I've got a mission with school. And uh, yeah, you're going to need to relax tomorrow. And then at night, if you want to see me, we can do something. And I think it's if you want to see me, which kind of sends him off. He's like, I came here for you. I have nothing else to do here. Of course, I want to see you. What kind of question is that? But he also starts feeling like I'm not prioritized. He feels like she's not giving him her full attention being here. But to that, I say, Riley, she got bills and she's got work. Like, what is she going to just like not go to work to be with you? Like she obviously is here with you. Now, I don't know if she tried to book the time off and they said, no, I assume as a teacher, you're not really going to be able to just leave for a week. So that's not that's not in the question.
1: Yeah, it's tough because I do get him. you know, it's like I'm taking two weeks of my life out of here and you can't take the day off. You know, one day I just got here. You can't call in sick to come kick it with me in the morning. You ain't got like an emergency doctor's appointment or something like that. You can fake to come hang out. Uh, so I, I hear him. She does have things to do. But you knew that before I got on the plane. Why didn't you tell me, hey, before you come out here, just so you know. I'm not going to have the day off. So you got to have to do something with yourself. You know, it's always communication here on 90 day. Um, So I think this is no different. You know, he should have got there knowing probably going to get my own hotel room and tomorrow she's going to be busy. So maybe I plan something for myself today, you know, tomorrow just, I get to explore or something like that until she's free. She's kind of like, yeah, if if you want to see me for dinner, I guess I can come through. What do you mean? Of course I want to see you for dinner. I want to see you forever. That's the point. We're coming here so that we could potentially get married. I don't ever not want to see you if possible. So, uh yeah meet me halfway i think he's uh if he's keeping score i think uh he's losing uh this fight
0: i think so too i think i mean obviously i think the number one thing when you're planning a trip like this is both of you need to do what riley said and be full transparent so if riley wanted her to have uh, give him all uh, give him all her time he should have been like listen i don't know what your work situation is but if we can hang out as much as possible that would be ideal and she could have then given him this information Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um She then leaves to go home, right? And he says that he expected more engagement with her, especially after the pearls and after hanging out, he doesn't feel like it's all there. He doesn't feel like it's a, he's a priority right now, and he's starting to feel concerned, which to me, when your name is Riley and you're feeling concerned, that's a bad recipe about to happen
1: yeah it's it's he's concerned he's got he can't get the time that he needs she she wasn't happy about the pearls and he's got this private investigator potentially looking into her so yeah i'm i'm thinking that he's like so maybe something else is going on here maybe something's amiss uh why wouldn't she want to talk to me if she won't <laughs> tell me i got somebody who's going to find out
0: doing the most the riley story uh, yeah. let's see on the next time on with riley um he's talking to someone from back home and he Tells them that he feels like an afterthought. So it's going to be more of the same. I feel like a lot of this is in Riley's head. And because he's not getting the immediate 100% passion, he's feeling like something's wrong. Something's missing. Something's
1: hidden. Uh, He treating... Okay. She is treating this man like this is the first date. This does not count as the first date. Yes, this is the first time y'all are in person. But y'all's goal is to get married. You know, this is not... Let me go hang out with you to potentially like see if I like each other and we can exchange numbers and potentially talk or FaceTime. No, he flew across the world. So he's thinking I, I've made you my number one priority. I have legit uprooted my life to come over here for two weeks or whatever. I don't have other plans. I didn't come out here to sightsee, to see the rest of Vietnam. I came here to see you. And you're like, yeah, I mean, if you want to get dinner, that's cool. No, no, no. no. <laughs> here's the
0: thing though we don't know what the rest of the trip looks like for all we know this was a non-negotiable at work right uh, with the school and then yeah. from the day after she's with them all the time so we'll see
1: that's true i'm just saying if if, if it's me and i just got off of uh i don't know what you guess like maybe like 20 hour flight um i'm expecting to see you the next day I, that, that's just maybe that's just my lofty expectation i just that's a long ass flight to then be told yeah, I'd probably catch you Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know. I
0: yeah, 20 to 22 hours Ooh, from man. New York to Vietnam
1: with the layover. Come on, Puya. 22 hours. I mean, damn, you can't. I mean, just dinner, that's all we get. Dinner? Okay, I guess. We, I, uh, a nice walk in the park would be nice, you know.
0: There's two weeks, there's plenty of time, Chappelle.
1: I'm just saying. It was two It was two days on the plane, basically. You know what I'm just, saying? It's 22 hours, but damn. You're like, not was like sounding stuff. as simpy
0: as you alluded to earlier. I'm just going to put that I, out there.
1: I am. I, I think that's the problem. I think I'm simping too hard because normally I'd be like, Riley, get over it. Stand up. Like, it's fine. You Go go find something to do. But now I'm like, <laughs> but he really liked her and he flew across the world. I'm telling you, something's wrong with you. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Nothing wrong week. with me. Not Nothing wrong with her. I think she's doing fine. I just think that, like, I expl- I can understand the anticipation and then also feeling the letdown that he's probably feeling right now.
0: I see. Okay. Well, uh, we've got a brand new couple to talk about here. Chappelle, the debut of Christian and Cleo. Would you like to introduce our universe to Christian and Cleo? Uh,
1: yeah. So, uh, first of all, let me just say that I have threatened to physically harm a lot of people on the 90 day universe. I mean, you name them. I've like, I'll fight them. I don't care. Christian, if you mess this up, I'm gonna fight you. Like I'm gonna beat your ass, sir. Uh, because I would love for this to work out. <laughs> Same. And 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 it is just and like, but if this doesn't work out, Christian, you got an enemy in Chappelle, boy. I'm sorry. So Christian is <laughs> he's like uh, the, the the like the party guy, right? Which is something I I do relate to. Um, where he's like the life of the party, he's like all over the places and other. But what he does is he really falls. Fast and hard for relationships. Um, when uh like they're like buses, you know. Next 15, another one's coming, and that's Christian. He's always gonna find, like they call him starry-eyed Christian, gonna find an- another woman to uh, have feelings for. And um, like he just kind of impulsive when it comes to that kind of stuff, but he feels very strongly about these things, it seems. And he's met this model uh named uh Chloe Cleo. Cleo, right? Cleo. And Cleo yeah. says. And Clio and him meet on um on the internet and social media and all this other stuff and we find out that um uh, uh, Clio is autistic and trans and so that's going to be like our big uh our big plot point for the season is that like oh how does Christian uh and uh and Clio with their differences like how does that, how does that play out because we know that with her being autistic there are like natural. Um, just like um, like inequities that she's going to have in communication just because of like her social, her, the way she pro- processes things socially uh, and he's across the world anyway. So now they're going to link up for the first time and we have to see what that's like. And then uh, Cleo even brings up societal pressures that Christian might feel uh, dating a trans woman. And so all that to say, I love Cleo so much that I don't want anything bad to happen to her. And so I'm like Christian, I know that you're trying to find love, but if you fuck this up, I'm going to beat your ass. So that's my introduction.
0: <laughs> it was a great introduction. Yeah, you've not really left anything um, out. Christian, the first time we meet him, he's going to a Halloween party and he's dressed as a 70s news reporter with full wig and everything. He's 30. Cleo is 33. Um, so there's not that big of an age gap in between the two of them. The other thing you mentioned, starry-eyed Christian is what his friends call him during the pandemic he eloped with someone and annulled that marriage as well within that time frame so you are not wrong when he falls he falls hard and he goes all in um i do want to shout out 90 day fiance for doing or tlc for doing a really good job of um explaining people's backstories i feel like the last couple seasons have really hit their strides i feel like we got to get introduced to cleo properly and we got to learn a lot from Cleo directly, her experiences being autistic, and um, mentioning that you know in social situations she has a hard time. She has a tendency of getting overstimulated, uh, which can be tough for her. And also mentioning that you know with Christian being a big extrovert, that could be tough. But the scene I really liked with uh, Cleo is that uh, when she went to meet her friend Osama and they were hanging out, and she goes over to the producers or she like looks over to the producers and says. I think getting to know you would help me a little bit and mentions that one of the things she got really into is astrology. So she asked for their star signs. The producers give the star signs. She's like, okay, I get you a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, talking to Osama to get yeah, Christians, a Gemini it was something like this, your first Gemini I said, yeah. And then Osama says, yeah, the highs are high and the lows are low. So they're setting it up real nice. Now, I'll be very honest to say that I don't know a lot about astrological science outside of my own. I'm a Pisces and I am sensitive and I've been told that that checks out. So, All right, yeah, I got that. Um, so I'm very intrigued to see how these two get along. I'm very excited to see how they uh, how they are in person, because it sounds to me like they are opposites a little bit as far as personality. Extrovert, life of the party, introvert. Not really in that scene,
1: yeah. Um, there was so much to unpack here. I mean, I, I love how well, first, I, I will give uh TLC Discovery, whatever their their flowers for this because a lot of the the, the shows that come on the learning channel, you don't be learning much. Uh, no. Milf, Milf Manor was on there and I oh. learned more than I would like to, but nothing that I could retain and like you know, sleep nothing at night useful, easily. yeah, right, exactly. But here on 90 Fiance, a show that is um just historically just a hot ass mess of a show <laughs> they've gotten so far from this uh idea that it's oh these two couples that just don't understand the language and one of them might be using you for a green card like they've gotten so far away from that in this series to where they're actually exploring people from different walks of life that's more than just oh we live on a different continent or we speak a different language you know we see people who are hard of hearing now we you know we're getting this story here like what? Like you actually and then you actually see their perspectives and they're not used as a plot, uh, like a, a plot mover. Like you're getting a lot more uh, like internal dialogue from these people. You know, uh, even with, uh, with Cleo here specifically, we see the breaking of the fourth wall, basically, where she's talking to the producers. Mm-hmm. And we're like, if that's what it takes for her to understand then yeah, that's what I want to know about her. You know, if she's saying I don't pick up on social cues and this and other in a relationship there. She's surrounded by cameras all day. I want to know how that plays out as well i I think tlc is doing an amazing job with that because i would have never even occurred to me to ask those questions but then when i did it i was like wow this is really cool uh now as far as this gemini thing goes i'm not you know i don't really know a lot about uh the astrology either i like like you i I know me right i'm an aries stellium i have uh three placements at least in aries i'm pretty sure i got three uh if not maybe four um so i i just know that whatever aries you think you know i'm that aries times four okay <laughs> and so uh i am very uh intense and uh passionate um i w- would not i'd say emotional is, is something you could probably describe me as but it's a very like uh intense emotion it's not a a, a, a schmoopy one at all um and i do know a, a gemini quite well right now and uh I'm avoiding those highs and lows too. So Cleo, uh, you, uh, you know, I, I feel for you here. <laughs> That's all I'll <laughs> say. Yeah. See the only Gemini I know
0: is Sage and the high yeah. highs and low lows work because some of us, some of the songs, great. Some of the songs, meh. So I think mm-hmm. that checks out that checks my, out for me.
1: My dad's a Gemini and I, a uh, a close friend of mine is a Gemini and uh, she is a, uh, yeah, we will see you about the highs and lows. I'll just say that. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Um, I, I, so in talking about Christian, Cleo mentions that her first impression was, okay, he's my next mistake. Like, it's going to happen. And then also she's the one who says, I'm totally a simp for him. And then the producer stopped down and said, uh, what does that mean? Like, wow, simp is entering the 90 day universe. It's about damn time. A couple years yeah. too late, but here we are. Simply put,
1: yeah, it, it was about time. You know, uh, I... I think that Cleo calling herself a simp is very like uh that's polite to simps because we've seen some simps, okay? The, the the this is not simping. Uh not yet, at least. Not yet. This this situation here it seems fine. But I mean, you could go through the history of 90 Day and there are some people where I'm just like stand the hell up. Stand up. Like you stop, are you, you are weak in the knees over this person. Stand up. This person I, I'm sorry. You know, I got to pick on some meat. Jenny, girl, what? That man is useless. The, all the women who have dated Big Ed, what are you doing? You know, like, stand up. I, I, personality, be damn. You know, I I don't care. At some point, you have to look at this person and say, do I, can I do I deserve better? You know, like, that's when you know you're sipping hard. Well, you have to stop yourself and say, am I embarrassing myself? <laughs> and I don't think Cleo has gotten there yet. Now, it is a possibility, because uh, I, based off of Christian, Uh, And also, like I said, I kind of relate because I am to someone who will often be described as someone's next mistake. I've been caught that numerous times to my face, even um, in a a loving way. And so, yeah, uh, to Cleo's point, looking at Christian, he could be a mistake, you know, and then this is overall just a huge undertaking. Anyway, the differences, the distance, all the things that 90 Day brings you, plus more uh, with the societal pressures added. There's a lot here to unpack
0: absolutely so then in the next scene we see um cleo is shopping with uh, her friend jane before christian arrives looking for a good deal looking for a good um thrift buy and this is where now the conversation shifts a little bit more and a little bit more is uh the light is shed on cleo being a trans woman and jane asks you know has he ever dated a trans woman before and cleo says no and then we get a little bit more insight to Cleo's journey. And Cleo mentions that, you know, as a as a child, like I was born a man, but I never identified as a man. And um, it was hard to look in the mirror and and accept myself. And then I was worried my friends wouldn't accept me. And eventually I chose to be myself. I've been transitioning for nine years. um, And, and Cleo mentions that it's not so much about him being accepting. It's more about him being able to deal with the societal pressures and the misunderstandings or or. Lack of knowledge in when it comes to this dating situation. So this was a very heartfelt moment, and I absolutely love that they gave it the time it deserves. And then they panned over to Christian and his friends playing poker, and this comes up, and it made me feel worried for their relationship. Chappelle.
1: Oh, what I am? Uh, that's what I said, Christian. I'm here to to whoop your ass, you know, <laughs> and I, I, because uh, it's really complicated because I don't want either of these two individuals to get hurt. You know, that would be, that would be something that I don't wish on anybody uh, unless I threaten to whoop their ass, in which case, you know, it's at my hands, so it's fine. But yeah, the societal pressures is something that um, is going to loom large over Christian when it comes to people around him. You know, Christian is, understanding and uh as open-minded to like new experiences and stuff that he, uh, that he can be as far as when it comes to uh, dating somebody with autism uh, if he's never dated someone who is trans there are definitely probably things that just come with that naturally from dealing with other people who are not understanding uh who are not as educated um and who don't really have the respect for trans people that they should have and so we're seeing him talk to his friends uh and they're asking questions that i mean the questions come off really callous and kind of and very tacky but also they're probably like questions that a lot of people deal with when doing something that's so out of their out of their norm or other country comfort zone right so like uh one of the questions they start asking was like well have you ever you know explored you know dating trans people before uh you know is this going to be something that's new for you and i thought okay well this is a valid question because if this is new then you do need to get educated you really need to know you know everything that there is to know about the community so that you don't do anything that's offensive or say anything that's offensive or think anything that's you know uh like ill informed uh and he says no, you know, like he's like, I kissed the guy one time, but you know, I ain't like it, whatever. And they like, oh, okay, cool. And then they start to ask questions that are extremely inappropriate because who just ask about people's anatomy like that? You don't just ask about people's junk. And so, you know, like you don't be like, hey, what's your what's your partner look like naked? That's just not questions you ask at a poker table, I don't think. Um, and so trans or not, it's just they crossed the line very quickly and it started to make me feel like. Man, even if these uh, two people are just like completely in love with each other, the societal pressures could potentially get to them to where um, someone is saying, well, you know, I don't know. It feels like that maybe you you don't understand enough what you're getting into. And maybe you shouldn't even try this. Maybe you shouldn't give it your all, because what if you mess up? What if you mess up? What if what if it's not what you thought it was going to be like? What You know, like they, I feel like. Christian could get in his head about this or he could not. And I feel like with those societal pressures, he's more than likely going to end up in his head about a situation where he should just let love take over. Like if you are in love with this person, be in love with that person. Uh, so it was really hard for me to watch, and which, le- of course, led me to coming on here and threatening to fight him.
0: Yeah, I um I felt very similarly with the friend's question. So the friend directly asked, has Cleo had gender confirmation surgery? And Christian, shout out to Christian, uh, snaps back with that's something that she would have to say. That's not something I'm comfortable disclosing to people. And then he mentions that we've discussed anatomy. I know everything about her, but this isn't for me to speak on. And I'm not going to just share this with anybody. Um, And then even goes as far as to say, like, if I'm hanging out with a buddy, I'm not going to be like, hey, what's your did he say? What's your girlfriend's labia
1: like? He said, what's her labia like? And I think how big Something is it? Something cl- else got
0: censored. Yeah, I think yeah. that got censored. So I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, this is not for you to know. So I don't know why you're you're trying to find out. The same for you. Um, but that being said, I do feel like I just, I'm worried, right? Because similar to, not similar to, but in the same vein that I am I was worried when Amanda and Rosvan were about to meet up. I was like, Amanda might not have fully processed where she is, and Razvan's gonna get hurt if she realizes I'm not ready. And I similarly here, I feel like with Christian and Cleo, I'm worried if has Christian fully processed everything, has he fully understood everything? I don't know, but they won't know until they meet up. So it's like one of those things where it's gotta happen. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, and then I'm also concerned that Cleo's in a in a in a rough spot because she doesn't. Like, you know, with the autism, I don't know her level of being able to explain these things to Christian, you know, to be able to give her point of view and feel authentic in those moments. Because she talks about how even how her autism doesn't allow her to pick up on social cues a lot of times and how when she was younger, she used to have to like basically do mock conversations. And I've heard this a lot from people with autism where they say, I have to pretend like I know how to read the room when I don't, or like I learn how to mimic other people's reactions to stuff or to, you know, to certain conversations so that they don't look at me different because I could tell that I was missing something, you know, in the room, like, Oh, something's happening. Everybody's reacting, but I'm not catching on. I don't know if Cleo is going to be tapped in enough to see that if there's any uncomfortability with Christian, that she's always going to catch it, you know? And so I think that's going to make it, things even more difficult. Now I did praise TLC for giving us stories like this, but, I, Christian, I beat your ass, but TLC, I could beat your ass too. You know, um, <laughs> so you have to handle situations like this with care. And this is not your opportunity to make this like some like television, you know, nonsense. This is someone's life. And there's all of this is stuff, people's lives, but this is really tough, uh, in a way that a lot of the stuff I've seen on 90 day has not been. So I'm rooting for them mostly because I don't want to have to be Christian's ass.
0: Yeah. I feel like, you know, and this is the thing with TLC for me, where I, in one breath, I'm happy that they're bringing a variety of different couples with, with different things and we're learning about them and they're giving it the time it deserves. But on the other hand, I'm holding my face with my, like, you know, covering my eyes because I'm nervous Mm -hmm. because when it's a couple where, oh, there's a massive age gap and, you know, he's not listening to her at all. I'm like, okay, this is like, popcorn mess but when it's something like this i'm like i don't want you to to profit off this if this becomes mess because this is like a lot to go through um so needless to say i'm rooting for them hard i really hope it works out um but we have just met them so before they meet up we're not really going to know what's going to happen um in the next week we do see that christian does indeed arrive to london so we're gonna see how that plays out and uh, we'll have more for you next week for that yep. now let's take a quick break Chappelle. when we get back we're going to talk about a very rootable couple in david and sheila join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland four by e or summit four by e not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? All right. They really kept it short and sweet with this one. And so will we. It's David and Sheila time. David is on his way to the Philippines. He has one more flight to go to. Sheila says she's excited. She's happy and she's nervous, though. She's leaving John Rail, her son, with her parents for a couple of days while she spends some time with David at the hotel so they can spend time there together privately. She says she wants privacy, but also intimacy. So that's on the table. And when they met, it was incredible. Incredible. Top 5 best airport meetups of this show. Honestly, I loved every bit of it. They are very happy together. There was no problems. There's a little bit of a problem in that I think Sheila does not fully understand sign language yet. But if that's the problem and if I have to bet on whether or not Sheila's going to pick it up, I I trust Sheila. I think Sheila's going to be picking it up.
1: Yeah, uh, I love this. I'm telling you, the the airplane meetups, the airport meetups, those are the ones that get me. That's how I remember. That's how I bre- I met uh, Jabri and Miona, Remember, and so I was like the highest on them because I was like, y'all, I saw them at the airport. They love each other. I'm sorry, you know. Um, this gets me every time. Uh, and so yes, I, the anticipation. Again, we talked about this a little bit just a second ago, um, with uh, Christian and Cleo, but the way TLC is doing, um, the um the david portions of their meetups and stuff where you can uh see the sound drop out you've pointed that out in, in past podcasts uh but i think that's so that's so interesting such an interesting way to, to highlight this so that you realize that yeah the world is not the way you view it all the time your, your perception does not it's not everybody's reality sometimes things are a lot more difficult um and um seeing that sheila has been trying to pick up signs you know i saw a lot of the sign language that she did kind of know uh And uh, it's American sign language, even you know. And so, like, uh, Mm -hmm. she's not in America, so she's not required to learn that kind of sign language, you know. These, this is, I was like, this is some complicated shit in different areas and stuff. And I loved it. I love seeing them smile, and they were both in tears. And I'm like fist pumping at the house, like you do it, love wins, all that stuff. I'm such a simp. They got me, man.
0: Yeah, they got me too. Um, the last thing we did see is David tell us that when he's holding Sheila, he feels like he's in heaven. And then in the next time on we see that they're gonna be at the hotel. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes yeah. next week.
1: Ain't she the one? Didn't she already see his uh his thing thing? You know, he's saying that was she the one she didn't she look like she'd already seen his eggplant? Wasn't that uh a... I believe so. Okay. I believe the eggplant
0: has been disclosed.
1: Okay, yeah, she looked like that. Oh, let's let's go see what that hip Not from. in three D though. That... Yeah, she's trying to see what that be like in in, in the real life. She's trying to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right, Sheila. Go on ahead, Sheila. <laughs> All
0: right, let's move on to a couple who I feel like is crashing right before our eyes. It is Amanda and Razvan. So uh, now here's how we started this episode. Apparently, Rozvon does thirst trap pancake videos, which is not what you may think. It's him making pancake and then being sexual about it so he's making a pause
1: pause pull what do you mean what you made did think?
0: you not see the b-roll he had like he the, the tiktoks he was doing he's making pancakes but then he's like slathering himself with syrup
1: yeah but how is that not what you would think like what would you think somebody told you like they make pancake content you think they're making pancakes
0: i said the word cake i wanted to make sure that <laughs> it wasn't misinterpreted
1: okay <laughs> all right fine that's fine
0: all right well I'm, I'm happy you made me clarify
1: chappelle <laughs> <laughs> i just need to hear you say the words yeah so he's making
0: her pancakes he makes the best pancakes in romania spoiler alert she didn't seem too keen on the pancake but uh he's apparently upset because she went to bed early last night after their lengthy conversation
1: yeah um i am a fan of Razvan. i every time to- every time i always have a problematic fave um like, we already talked about Jabri, They can do no wrong in my eyes. He's a, he's an imbecile, but I feel that in my soul. Uh, Razvan is also an imbecile, and I feel that in my soul as well. I too. Um, this pancake content, I don't know the order of operation when Amanda found out that this was Rosvon in, in a nutshell, but he seemed like he'd just been doing what he'd been doing the whole time, and that now she's kind of like, Okay, but now we together. I, I kind of need you to stop thirst trapping and you definitely can't kiss nobody. And they have issues because they start talking about her kids last time, right? And mm-hmm. that's something where I was like, okay, I got it. Rosvon crossed the line there. So you dial it back, right? Give her some patience. She just lost her husband. It's really, it's really kind that's a touchy subject. But everything after that, Puya, the pancake nonsense, and it just kind of feels like that's his bag. You don't want him to to, to miss us bag. You're doing commercials, which you, I mean, video shoots and stuff where you you parted up before. Just stop bringing your partner to those. Um, but I kind of feel like that's what she signed up for. I don't know, Puyi. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Um. Okay. It's so complicated with these two because, like we talked about a couple weeks ago when Mari was on, we said the minute they met in the airport, you could tell she had regret. Like there was Mm -hmm. definitely a moment where she was like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm absolutely not ready. And now I feel like there's a little, you know, I think his read was right. Dare I say, where Mm -hmm. Ross tells us that he feels like Amanda is pushing him away after the restaurant, which I definitely think is part of it. I think Amanda also tells us that she felt like he was doing too much as far as trying to tell her the kids about him and Mm -hmm. like, like progress the relationship further when she's not ready. So I think both of them are doing opposite things here and it's not working. It's a little bit of friction here. And you bring up the uh, his career. That was a big part of this storyline this week because. Rosvon is filming a music video. He's doing a music video in his Soulja Boy era, trying to get that done. And he immediately asked Amanda like, hey, uh, I wanted to know if you would like to be in the video because, you know, I need someone in the video to play my girlfriend. And I feel like if you would be down, that'd be good. And she's like, no, I'm not an actress, so I don't want to do it. And he's like, well, I need to find an actress to be in the video as my girlfriend. And she's like, she tells us, I made it clear to him that he can't kiss another girl and this can't happen. And I was like, "Well, you know what his career is, right? Like, you know what um, what a music video entails. You've seen his other music videos. So are you saying that he's not allowed to do them because it doesn't sound like you've said that if he's going ahead and doing a music video."
1: Yeah, it's just you can do your videos. And that's what that's where she really gets upset here because he does make it seem like she's not okay with him doing the music videos and this and other. She said, "No, no, no. You can be in videos with women, but you can't kiss them." And I'll give her a lot of like uh leeway here because she's not wrong. You can do a music video without kissing a woman. Like she, he could definitely get in a video, you could simulate that kind of thing, maybe like uh like you know, like a lot of close close-up stuff, close up magic. You ain't gotta be actually out here kissing folk. Now, he is an artist and he's sensitive about his shit. And so uh, because of that, I could see why he would be like, but that's not authentic to me, blah, 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 blah. But she made it very clear that she's not down for that. Um, I agree. I think that the read is right that there's something off. Maybe it was the kids' thing that she's been pushing him away ever since that moment. Kind of like, I don't know about this. Like, I already kind of has a trepidation, but now I'm seeing this and I'm kind of with you. Maybe she was just kind of lusty for him and never really, really loved him. Maybe, like, maybe she's just kind of like the pancake man, you know, the guy with the chocolate syrup on the on the mm-hmm. internet. Maybe that was her thing. Um, because now that she's in the person and she's thinking, Oh, is this about to be my life? It looks like she's not down. He's also looking at her kind of crazy because. She don't like food, and he like food a lot, and she can't you know it's it, there are some there are definitely a dis there's a disconnect here somewhere uh and there's several disconnects left and right honestly, but I don't know if uh like this feels like one of those relationships that's going we're gonna have on ninety day for way too long, right like they're like this could probably get shut down right around the end of this season, and I feel like two or three seasons in we're still gonna be talking about you know music videos. I'm looking at you, Benjamin.
0: <laughs> yeah i definitely think this part of the, this is going to be a big part of their story here because i don't think it's been made abundantly clear that he cannot because i because he tells us that his previous relationship ended because of the uh, jealousy the <laughs> jealousy and the partner not understanding the career so like well yeah. this isn't a good sign that we're hearing um we didn't we kind of glossed over the the food stuff that you mentioned he takes her to a grocery store and you know, he's like, this is the best grocery store. Everything's organic. And she didn't, doesn't eat anything. She does. She's like, I don't eat no dairy's a no, no, no packaged food, no GM. I don't eat shellfish. And then she was upset because she felt like she had told him a bunch of times that, Hey, this, I don't like this. I don't eat this. And he clearly hadn't made note of that or remembered that. So here's my issue. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Rosvon seems like he's putting it all in with her. So mm. I feel like I don't necessarily see it as he is not listening to her. I, again, this feels a little bit like she's trying to find reasons to push him out to me. and I could be wrong,
1: but no, I think her getting upset about the grocery store thing is it. I think that that is a little extra and I'm a person with some dietary restrictions and they're not even like medical. A lot of them are just I just don't like this food. And don't don't ask me if I want it because I don't want it. But I also understand that that's abnormal to people, so I don't get upset when people ask me, like, you want some ice cream? No, I don't eat that shit. You know, like, that's I just don't. But I don't get upset every time somebody asks me. Now, my mom asked me, man, it's been 55, 60 years now. You know, Girl, you know I ain't getting no ice cream. But anybody else, I'm kind of like, I'm understanding because it's new, right? She don't like packaged food. She don't like tuna. She don't like waffles, non-GMOs, gluten-free, you know, everything free, shellfish-free. I'm shellfish-free, too, so I get it. But also, that's a lot. That's a lot. He's not your dietitian or your nutritionist, so he's not going to remember all that <laughs> stuff. But he was getting annoyed that she was asking, that she was turning stuff down too. Like, hey, you knew, and she didn't eat all food. You're going to come in here very more, very much more open minded. I guess it's kind of frustrating because you want to uh, impress people, you want to have a good showing the first time somewhere, and you feel like you're hitting a wall. Also, I'm sure if we're picking up on the vibe that something's off, so is he. Uh, but he's getting by on charisma, and that's it. Because there's a oh, moment yeah. where, <laughs> yeah, there's a moment where he's like, yeah, uh, you can't ever make up your mind on on what you like, and this that, and other. She's like, but I like you, and he goes, but I'm amazing, and she just like laughs. And I'm thinking, duh, that's what I That's say. that's
0: his, yeah. That's the that's what she likes about him, right? It's that it's that that charm that he yes. put all over the internet, and and you know they had before she arrived. I think a lot of the in person stuff is clashing. Um, you know, for example. Him not leaving her enough shelf space in the bathroom. Uh him not picking the right foods, which to me, I'm like, if someone's the the picky eater of the two, yep. you would imagine yeah, mm-hmm. you'd imagine she would come in uh, to the store and be like, All right, uh, I want this and this. These are the things I want. But it felt like they were playing uh, ooh, guess which food I don't which uh-huh. food I want. And he's like, uh shelfish like, no, that's obviously not it, you dummy. Like that's not right. what I, you know that. Um, so I don't know. This just I, I'm starting to feel uncomfy with these two a little bit um and then it gets even more uncomfortable because at the park when he asks her to be his uh, music video girlfriend and she says no he's like all right let me call the producer and and have her be a part of the business call so she sees that this is all on the up and up and it's like a legitimate thing and he calls the producer and then they proceed to speak romanian so she doesn't understand anything they're saying aside from her name gets mentioned a bunch of times and the producer is like does does your girlfriend understand what's going to happen? Like, yeah, she's jealous. But, you know, I think that um, there's going to be a test for her. We'll see how it goes. And then later when she says, what were you talking about? Because you were clearly mentioning my name a bunch. He was honest. He said everything that he said, which I thought was a bold choice. Yeah. Uh,
1: Puyo, Do you speak Romanian?
0: Not even a little bit.
1: Okay. Okay. So we're on the same page with this one. All right. So, cause I know you got, you got a bunch of languages on your belt and it's so impressive to me. Uh, but here I was thinking, okay, you had this conversation very publicly in front of me. I live in Texas. People are constantly speaking in Spanish in front of me. And I've, I've been forced to learn a lot of Spanish so that you can't talk shit in front of me, or at least, so I at least will be aware of what's going on in the room. They're talking, uh, in Romanian, about the business side of this whole music thing, and then they start talking about Amanda, and they start talking about her and saying her name, so she now knows she's the topic of conversation. So I'm thinking, this is bad. Like, as someone who, you know, is not bilingual, you know, that much, like I said, I know a little bit in Spanish, but that's about it. Uh, If I hear my name come up, I'm definitely interested now. Now you got my attention. What's up? Uh, and so I'm thinking he's going to be like, no, nah, I was just saying that you didn't want to be in the video or something. Like that. He said, no, nah, I was saying that you jealous uh, and that might be an issue, but we're working through it. And it's a choice, but I respect it. At least he ain't lie. You know, uh, it's something like I, I'd say it to him because I would have said it in front of your, your face. Now, Calling someone jealous normally doesn't go over well. It's a very pointed thing to say about somebody. You can yeah. say it in a different way, like that she has concerns or something like that. Especially if you've already been through this one time. Uh, Razvan, your uh, previous marriage fell apart because of jealousy and your business or choice. So you, would, so you would think you would handle this with a lot more care. It seems like he ran into the wall in his last relationship and decided to do nothing different in this one. Just, just like nope. That didn't work out, but maybe this person won't be as jealous. Maybe, just maybe, (laughs) you try to realize that you making throwing pancake batter up on your abs on the internet could make a woman uncomfortable when it comes to, you know, the amount of tension you're getting, you know, from all these other women. So he's not doing a lot to make her feel better, especially when he says, yeah, and I was saying that you was... You know, kind of jealous, and uh, you might have you might struggle with these things. I don't think he's doing himself any favors here, right?
0: Because I think it, it, you know, person to person it differs, right? There are definitely there's people out there who are fine and not jealous if you communicate with your exes, right? Because they're like, oh, I fully trust you. I don't think there's anything there. It's fine. Whatever. You're still friends. Cool. Um, Or you you talk to you have friends that are you know of the opposite sex. They're like, yeah, no, it's fine. Whatever this to me feels like it's a very like it's like a very baseline jealous like i don't see i I think if most people were the jealous type this is the the box they tick right i'm Mm. jealous because on your social media you do things that indicate that maybe you are not spoken for and you're you're saying things that maybe you're not spoken for you're unbuttoning shirts in public you're slathering yourself up with syrup and people are you know this is how we met and i know how i slid in the dms other people are slitting on your dms as well and i'm supposed to be okay with it which i fully again trust you but i can't help but still feel a type of way when someone's putting heart eye emojis and saying oh let me let me gobble up no that's a problem that's gonna be an issue and and to me i feel like if he especially because he's gone through it before to treat it very much like oh it's not a big deal it's happened is stupid because you're kind of doing the same thing expecting different results and you've ended up with someone who is the jealous type who does find this to be rather uncomfy and who hasn't showed signs of being okay with it and is going as far as to say i do not want you to kiss someone to your face that part you know she has said so
1: Yeah, and her body language is, give, is giving the same energy, too. When she calls the, when he, I'm sorry, when he calls the manager and he's like, hey, this is the producer or whatever on the phone. It's on FaceTime. I'm like, look, she barely looks. She's like, oh, hey. I was like, oh, I'll call. Pause, pause. I would have had to stop the, stop the show. Okay, pause. Listen, you knew what this was. You knew that when I got, when you got here, when you slid in my DMs, you seen me with like, uh with butter and pancake syrup on me, all over my chest. So I'm not going to start, stop wearing that stuff. But her point is that She's saying, you do that. I'll be okay with it. I don't believe her, but that's what she's saying. But she also saying, don't kiss nobody on, on, on video. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. if he wants to be an entertainer, that might come up. Like, imagine your partner is an actor, right? And you're like, okay, you can be an actor, but you can't do no love scenes. Well, you do kind of pigeonhole that person into a certain type of career forever, right? And they can miss out on a lot of uh, opportunities that can make them... Um, or propel their career. It's like, and you're willing to do that because you don't feel comfortable. It's like, but you knew that was one of my goals was to be in this industry. So it does make things a lot harder. I'm not saying it's a deal breaker, but I am looking at her crazy because again, if you met him on TikTok covered in, ba- in breakfast stuff, you got to imagine that other people are going to look at him on TikTok covered in breakfast stuff. If you hear me on a podcast and you think, Chappelle, that guy sounds, for some reason, if you, just, if you are that off and you say, that guy sounds swell, I need to get to know him. And you slide in my DMs and stuff like that. But then your one caveat is that I don't like you talking to so many women on the podcast. It's like, well, they're my co-hosts, you know? And <laughs> I don't like that, You know, like, what are you talking about? I just, I talked I talk to a bunch of people. What's wrong? Like, I'm going to look at you crazy because you knew what this was. So it's complicated. It's messy. But I have to say, I'm team Rosvon on this one. I I, I got a problematic fave. This is, this is the guy.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, I just, I think I still feel the same way I did uh, you know, last week, where I just feel like she wasn't ready. And mm-hmm. I think that um, I, I think this relationship isn't going to end up working out, but I suppose we'll see where we go with it um, on the next time on with the two of them. They start arguing in the car and he's clearly in tears. So,
1: yeah, I, again, I thought we were kindred spirits until I saw him crying in the car. She <laughs> would never catch. It. Look, I joke about being a simp, but I'd be damn. Y'all ain't never going to catch me crying in no car on camera. What? So she must have <laughs> did something that really hurt his feelings.
0: Yeah, not on camera. Definitely not on camera. Offline though. <laughs> mean, <you feel> <laughs>
1: <laughs> not I, but okay, could be me though.
0: No. All right. Well, let's move on over to the next couple here. We've got Misha and Nicola, who have now met in person. Um, in this episode, Misha's seen getting dropped off at the airport by her daughters for a two-week trip over to. Uh, the lovely Nicola, of course, uh, mm-hmm. and and we they didn't make a meal out of this one. She was very quickly there. Uh, they meet in person, and and you know he's excited, she's excited. He's mentioning that you know seven years of talking about this moment, I can't wait. Um, he has not kissed a woman in sixteen years, and he says that he's going to give her a small kiss, you know, quick with emotion. And when they meet, they, they kiss more than once. But my God, does Nicholas say I love you like nine different times in the in the embrace they had? It was a lot.
1: I was fist pumping and like, oh, my God, y'all I'm rooting for y'all. But look, look, <laughs> seven years, seven years. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Devin. I'll say it again. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. I want vomit. I was like, I loved it. I don't care. I love love. What the hell is happening to me? Am I a simp? What's happening? Um, I just, I, they're precious. He's precious. Six, you know, yeah. Kissed a woman in sixteen years. I'd probably be saying I love you very quickly too, even if I ain't mean it, you know. But I'd say it. I don't know. I, I loved all of this. Uh, you know, like I said, the air, the airport meetups. That's my bag.
0: Mm-hmm. No, and and that's the thing with the with this. The thing with this is that I think they're both. I'm, I'm, you know, they seem to find that they found each other. They're very happy with each other and I'm happy for them. But I think what this episode indicated to me is that one of them is treating the in-person portion as almost a new chapter of getting to know someone. The other is treating it as we've been together for seven years. This is no different. We are like we're together no matter what. It's done. And mm-hmm. to me, Nicola is clearly the one that thinks. We've been together seven years. He literally says in this episode, the minute the annulment comes through, I'm marrying you on the spot. Like I'm ready to go. And she's the one who says, I don't disagree with you, but I just don't think I agree with you yet. We definitely need to learn about each other first. We have to go deeper. Everything for now looks good, but we need to go deeper. So I think that's going to be potentially the one of their bigger issues is that while they're both happy with each other and, and they're both into each other, one of them wants to discover a little bit more and the other one is like, yeah, no, we're together. It's over
1: yeah and i think that's like the big difference between 90 day and before the 90 days because when we get on 90 day and people act like this i'm like what the hell did you think was happening you have to get married the time is ticking and you have to get married this Mm -hmm. is not oh do i like you i'm trying to figure stuff out do i want to move you have to get married this is before the 90 days so you have time the issue here is that you only have two weeks and so i kind of in the mind of Nicola, we've been talking for seven years. If you ain't figured this out by now, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's in-person stuff that we probably got to work through, but I'm kind of like, well, what do we, if if not, what do we go do? Like, you're like, oh, yeah, in-person, we didn't really work out, but let's just go back to computer love for the next, you know, six, <laughs> seven years, you know, like, what? Uh, but I do get her, because, you know, once you get there, there are differences, there are things that you might not, that you that you learn about people when living with people. You've mm-hmm. talked about your experiences before in the past, too. It's just, it's different in your person. I just think that, like you said, he's already like, I don't really care what the in-person part is because, and I want to say with Liana, that was talking about how the spiritual part really like over it like, will help you overlook a lot of the other um, yes. downsides. Right, where it feels like he's like, no, we're equally yoked. This is the kind of thing I'm looking for. Like I don't really care what's about to happen. Yeah, you got a lot of shoes, but I could deal with that because of all this extra. You know, and, mm-hmm. she, and she's kind of like, yeah, I got a lot of shoes. Is that a problem for you? Because in two weeks, I'm going back. And if that's too much for you, you know, let me know now because we ain't got to get married. And they're just in two different places. I don't think she's wrong, but I feel like it's easier for me to sympathize with what he's going through, which is, it's been seven years, baby. I ain't kissed no woman in 16 years. Let's, come on, let's move this along.
0: And see, that's the thing, right? I feel like in my relationship, um, I think I was more so than Nicola and and Liana was more so than Misha, but I think both of us did have the very similar understanding of you know, we're talking, everything's great. We have fully connected. We're into each other. This is lovely. But I remember, and and Liana has also said this to me and confirmed it to me as well. I remember being on the train on the way to uh, Toronto where I was going to meet her for the first time. And I remember part of me feeling like this is kind of the make or break because everything else is looking good. But if we don't have this chemistry in person, if we do not vibe with each other in person, this isn't going to work out and I will be devastated obviously, but, but you know, you don't know until you meet in person when we met in person within minutes, we we're like, all right, nope, everything checks out. It's cool. Uh, but we've also, I've also talked about on this podcast at length about, you know, once we moved in together and how, despite having hung out a bunch of times, moving in together was a whole different layer. We learned new things about each other that, you know, were difficult um, mm-hmm. for, for one of either of us to overcome uh, and to, you know, relearn a new, fa- a new level to the relationship where we're now sharing a household and and the how we're going to be in this household together. So there's definitely more layers than just that. Um, and I feel like Nicola obviously does not have the relationship experience to fully grasp that and is, you know, because we all remember our, our first love, our second love, you know, the early days when you're younger and you're like, everything is amazing and you overlook everything. And I feel like that's where he is, whereas she's like, I kind of know what I need, right? Cause here's some of the things she has mentioned. She needs, she says that if he's not affectionate, that'll be a problem. She doesn't need to rush into like physical, but there needs to be affection. He needs to be more affectionate. And we still haven't seen them enough to know if he's got that, but we'll see. Um, and then, like you said, he was losing his mind over the, uh, the chaos in the room, right? When she unpacked, why does she have th- these many, this many shoes? She doesn't need this many shoes. You don't know what she needs. She wants right. options. We can relate, Chappelle. Anytime we've gone for one of these two-day events, we pack way more than we need, and we don't. I don't even use seventy-five percent of the
1: clothes I bring with me. Straight up, I I bring. I use every drop of clothes, and you know it, Pooja. I be having several outfit changes in the day, shoe changes. Oh yeah, you leave
0: to the bathroom, (laughs) come back, and you're dressed differently. (laughs) I wish
1: a woman would tell me I got to. You don't need that many shoes, man. You need to get your ass back on that plane. Stop playing with me. Um, yeah. I, when he said it, I flinched because that's a That's a touchy subject for me. Don't talk about my shoes. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, You should both come into this open-minded. And maybe it's just a language barrier where he's like, I don't really know how to say, who needs this much shoes? You know, who needs this many shoes? And it came out as, you don't need this many shoes. I think it's really hard to comprehend when somebody actually does need that many shoes because they're a shoe person like myself. Uh, but yeah, those are the things that will give you some type of pause when going to move forward, right? Where you say, I don't think the living arrangement is going to work Or If you got that many shoes, I'm not going to have a place to get my stuff. I don't do a clutter well. It's just not going to work out. There are people who date in person, who do not have to fly across the world to date somebody, who deal with these same exact conversations, right? Who mm-hmm. don't have to leave the country to to deal with these conversations. They they, they live in two different apartments across the, across the town from each other, and they still have to have these conversations. right? Um, but we've seen in 90 Day other iterations where We'll hear somebody say, yeah, we went, oh, I went and met this person in London and we spent three weeks together and it was amazing. And now I'm waiting on them to move here so that we can get married. And then when they move there, that's when the drama starts. Right. And we're like, what happened during those three weeks? We all just fucking. The whole time, y'all just never <laughs> talked or nothing like that. Oh, but man, that happens. That's the
0: thing. the The first trip is almost always the honeymoon trip. Even the, the the trips after that, the short trips are a vacation, and that's what I meant. Like when we moved in with each other, we had taken trips that were like a week long, right? A long weekend, mm-hmm. and we just added three days to it, made it a full week, and it still was vastly different than li- living in our permanent abode for the mm-hmm. first week we were there. You know, like you start seeing things that you're because that's permanent. That's done now. Whereas anytime you're meeting up like this, where you're at a hotel or you're going to a different location, it's a vacation and it's going to feel like it's the honeymoon because you don't see each other. You're not Mm -hmm. really diving in that deep, which is exactly what uh, Misha wants to do. Now, the other thing, Chappelle, the Mm -hmm. other thing, in the next time on we see that she finds out Nicola has not only told, not told his family about them being together, but also hasn't told them that she's here.
1: Yeah, this is weird because it does come off like he's embarrassed of her. You know, we know that she had a past that was not as religious as he's been living seemingly for his entire life. Um, and so maybe he's ashamed of her. I don't like that at all. Um, because from what I can tell, she seems to be all in on her religion as well, you know? And so for you to be like, yeah, you all in now, but what if people find out that you used to be secular, you know, used to be of the world, then what, you know, I was like, all right. Uh, I don't, I don't love it. Um, I did like that he said that she would like Celine Dion. You know, I love that. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, she lays a lot of shoes. She, she's she's so a glamorous person. She likes Celine Dion. I was like, ah, it's precious. Um, so <laughs> in the next episode, if we find out that yeah, he's also ashamed of her because his parents would be devastated if he ever dated a Celine Dion type of woman. Um, then i would be looking at him crazy. Um, but um, they were they were they were precious laying in bed ne- in the beds next to each other, uh holding hands and praying. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely like that as well. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want to root for them. I want to root for them, but we need to see how they are in person more. We need to see what it looks like. And because I think ultimately this is what I would say is I feel like Misha has experienced way more life than Nicola has. Um like, mm-hmm. you know, putting age aside and a number of years having, you know, experienced the world aside, it feels like he still lives with his parents. Um, he He's in the same place he w- has always been. Whereas I feel like she has gone through experiences, was a whole different person, has now changed and has really gone through some more, has two daughters. So I'm curious to see how these two uh, are. And we'll learn more about that next week. Leaving us, Chappelle, with the last couple of the evening. It is, of course, the return for this season. We've got Gino and Jasmine. We've got Gino and Jasmine. And my god, what in the world was this
1: episode with Gino and Jasmine? I'm so sick of this man and this stupid ass hat. I am so <laughs> the hat's too big. It's the baseball it's hat looks too big, man. It's huge is driving me crazy. If you will take that big ass hat off, um Oh, uh, where do I start? These two people seem like they would be lovely far away from each other. They have no business in the same vicinity. I would like to know the things that the other checks off in the boxes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would like to know why y'all are together. Yes, this is, I don't ask this question often. On, on 90 day. Like, y- y'all fell in love in a hopeless place. We get it. Uh, but this seems a little too hopeless. I, I just don't know what got you here. Because Jasmine, she's like, I'm Jasmine, and I got needs. And Gino's like, I can't fulfill your needs. I'm sorry. I'm here. You got some lady needs that uh, I I will try my best, but it's not really my bag. Okay. Understandable. Everybody ain't completely sexually compatible, but fine. Then you get, I kind of want you to take off your hat because you look foolish. (laughs) I'm not taking off my hat. I'm never actually never taking it off ever, ever. And I'm going to change hats when it's time to sleep. I'm going to I'm going to change up the hat, but I will never be not hatless hat, you know, hatless or whatever. Okay, I can deal with that. Jasmine. Well, look, I like expensive things. I don't really want to move to Michigan, but I could do it. But I don't want to change my lifestyle. It's like, oh, what's your lifestyle consist of? I got you a three hundred dollar bag of hair weave. Yeah, about that. This hair installation costs about thirty five hundred dollars. You're like, oh, you, you, you might, you might be too expensive for my taste. Yeah, she is. So (laughs) now what? Why are you even talking to this woman? If you can't afford a baddie, you should not have a baddie. Do not pursue said baddie because she's telling you the baddie maintenance is high. And he's like, it's too high, too high to the fact that I don't even believe that you are in this for love anymore. You might be in this for my money, you extension hair wear hair like hair wearing woman Jezebel lady who likes to have sex like what why are you want why do you want to be with me all of a sudden like is it because like, I need you to sign a prenup and she's saying hell no I'll never sign a prenup what have you ever agreed on with this man and this woman what what have the two of y'all sat down and talked about that made y'all fall in love because I have yet to see it you want this woman to wear a yakky ponytail or a damn wet and wavy connect-a-line bag of weep, and she's like, "Bro, I need real hair. I got. To, I can't just go to Michigan and, and look dry, dry and raggedy. I'm already walking <laughs> around with you. You look like you. You know, like what is happening? How did you two even cross paths? Break it up. Whatever this is, put a stop to it now, because this is foolish. And it even ends in foolishness with this. Like, well, if you don't, if you don't, if you think that way about me, why don't you go be with your ex? Yeah." Why don't you go be with your ex? I can't believe you'd even ask me that. You can't believe it. You've never <laughs> you thought said it? it. You, you said it. You've never thought, why am I dealing with this man who obviously cannot handle anything about me? These two Puyo, are not a match. They, they shenaned once and they're going to shenan again. <laughs> Every you can tell. The, what is happening?
0: It's hard to explain because, you know, we, this is not a new couple to us. So we already know a lot of these issues coming in to this couple and we can break down what we saw in this episode. We still probably won't make full sense of it. So first of all, um, apparently Gino surprised Jasmine this morning with an erection and they had sex. Apparently this was only the seventh time they have had sex because Jasmine keeps count since they've been together for two years. And she said, of course, he didn't uh, finish. So that didn't happen. That's unfortunate. Uh, I guess he was too tired. I was like, I don't think that's what that is. Um and then he says he brought a couple gifts for her, which if y'all remember the Gino of old, he brought her a toothbrush and she lost her mind. He brought her two things, a travel pocket. Cause I guess she, she had one before that she really liked. So he bought her the exact same one. And then also he bought her a hair sample. Cause like we saw in the first episode, he was looking at hair sample, hair installations for her. And he had asked, well, Uh, take this. I'm going to take it to my girlfriend or fiance. And they said, well, she's going to probably need more. She tells us she needs 10. He still only brought the one just to give her a sample of what they can expect in Michigan. And she said, well, I'm going to need 10. And it's good that we're having this conversation now because you'll probably understand more what I need. And she tells us that she's not going to sacrifice her quality of life. She's leaving everything she knows to move to the States. And that's not one thing she's willing to, to budge on. And obviously, speaking of budge, Gino says, well, there's a budget and you are not paying attention to the budget. That's not a thing you're doing. So obviously, there's a huge, huge problem for these two because we know Gino doesn't like to spend that money and we know Jasmine likes to spend that money. So naturally, this is where now we get back to the conversation that is prenup because Gino wants to do a prenup. And we've talked about prenups on the show plenty because obviously The whole premise of 90 days, you're getting married. And a lot of the misconceptions of a prenup are not misconceptions. Let me not speak like that. A lot of people can view a prenup as lack of trust, right? If you want me to sign a prenup, you don't trust me. You don't think this relationship is going to work. You're planning for it to fail. And I don't like that mentality. And some other people will be like, no, I'm just trying to make sure that there's a parachute in case anything happens. It's fine. So he brings up this prenup at this lunch they're having and Chappelle. Not only does she say no, but she says, hmm, let me think about this. From the bottom of my heart, F you. F you a hundred times. I am not signing a prenup. Take this ring. We're not engaged anymore. And this is not going to happen. And here's the thing. I think there's people in this world who have a certain understanding of the English language and ability to say what they want to say and convey the message in a way that is understandable and not bad. Gino is not one of these people. Gino literally said this when he wants to bring up the prenup. He's like, let, before you say anything, let me speak. I'm super in love with you. And you're super in love with me. What I'm saying is. I, I, oh, I, I, I actually, I forgot where I was, what I'm saying. is like, okay, you're already stuttering. You haven't even said anything yet. So. In what world was she ever going to agree to this? You
1: do not have the finesse. He's terrified of this woman. He's yes. terrified yes. to the point where, oh yeah, the next scene he has to go and write down his prenup proposal, no. To, no. to give to her.
0: Chappelle, he has to write down the proposal. He has to also foresee that she's probably going to torch it or tear it up, and he took a photo of it on his phone
1: to yes. have proof and backup because he knew she wasn't going for this. So yeah. If you knew she wasn't going for this, this is not the first time the prenup conversation has come up between these two people. I'm sure.
0: No, it's come up before. And I'm pretty sure it's come up and on the show and has been shut down on this show before.
1: Then why are we still having this conversation? Y'all are not compatible in any shape, form or fashion. I do not understand why y'all even enjoy each other's company. I don't know what it is about you that this woman says, okay, this is what I want to be married to and vice versa. Because when he goes to read it, he's telling her, okay, I, this is for your protection. I even wrote at the top, for Jasmine's protection. Like, that's going to change her mind. And then he says, if I'm the one who says, we're getting a divorce, you are going to be financially compensated appropriately. You're going to get the most protection financially. She's like, okay, give me this shit. And she snatches that damn paper out of, give me this paper. And she's like, yeah. oh, but if you cheat on me and I decide to divorce you, I, and he from there, there's nothing, <laughs> there's no understanding at all. She's like, F you, F you, F you, blah, blah. He's like, see, you doing that thing where you get so angry, you're yelling, you don't listen. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why do you want to marry this person? And this question goes to both of you. What are you doing?
0: I just do not understand. I think what they're doing is getting camera time. Like at this point, is that fair to gotta say? Be. Because gotta be. my God, there's no connection here. Like she wants affection and she wants, um, um, consistent sex. He does not give that. She, oh my god, at the breakfast, she he was talking about, she was like, I'll give you a massage. You know, I know you like massages. I'll give you a massage with a happy ending. Wink. And he's like, just a regular massage will do. She's like, why not a happy ending? He's like, that's not what I want. I want just a regular massage. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, Jasmine, he doesn't want that. Like, to me, is that not a big indicator? That's something you want. That's something he doesn't want. That's a problem. That's one. Two, again, this man doesn't have the charisma, the the capability, the handle on the language to convey a message. He knows that his plan is to basically say, if I do something wrong, you still get money. That is going to happen. If I'm the reason for the divorce, you don't get left with nothing. But then she's like, oh, so if you cheat on me, he's like, no, if I cheat on you, you get money still. That happens. And it's more so that if you trigger the divorce, some, like I get proper protection. Which to me, I understand where he's coming from for only one reason, Chappelle. He clearly mm-hmm. can see that they can't even string this relationship together for three days. He has been in Panama for three days and they fought like this already.
1: Three days! But this is to be the last conversation they ever have. That's what I'm yes. saying. Like After this fight, boom! No more Jasmine and Gino. There's nothing else we have to talk about because she can't even like, you obviously can't afford this woman. She's telling you, you cannot afford me if you plan on limiting my lifestyle in these ways. And he's saying, okay, cool. But just to further prove that I can't afford you, what if we sign something that shows that like financially, if, if you decide to run out on me, you don't get protected. And she goes, no. And he's like, Okay. well, you obviously don't love me. And she's like, if you love me, you wouldn't be accusing me of even thinking about this. See, that's the thing. They sit here and they say, I think our love will last forever. I think our love will last forever. But if it don't, ain't no such thing as forever. But it's forever Mm -hmm. or it's not forever. So don't say that. Say, I would like for this to last forever. But there are things that happen that I could see happening. And be clear about that. Now, Jasmine, I ain't done with you either. You told this man you'd rather see him dead than with someone else. But then you said, look, F your prenup. So you want me to not have a prenup and die? Because that's what you're saying. Take your prenup and go straight to hell. Lady, I don't need to be with somebody who's telling me that. And then on top of all of that, ma'am, I'm not here to assume anybody's sexuality. But I'd have to say that Gino probably should be looking at the a spectrum and just seeing like if he if, if if it makes sense, you know, it doesn't feel like a lot of the sexual needs that he has uh are very strong. You know, it just feels like that's not his thing. You don't just go and force a hand job on this man, you know. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't seem like he's interested in that. He doesn't want the happy ending. And if that's him, that's him. But you can't also make him hypersexual or even a little sexual if he doesn't want to be. But if you know that about him. It is not then your job to yell at him about his sexual inadequacies that you have. She's like, and that's why you can't fuck, and you got a little dick. I'm like, whoa, lady! And she's like, my exes, they were putting it down. And he's like, and him with his poor ass excuses for uh, like, comebacks, he's like, you're the worst sexual person I've ever met. And she's like, she's like, stuttering at the idea, like, first of all, it's a horrible ass comeback, but two,
0: ironic.
1: The idea that she could not be sexual. She's like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm Jasmine. I fuck, baby. I get down. You ask my exes about me. And he goes, well, why don't you go be with your exes? And she's like, how dare you even insinuate that? I go back to my ex, you monster. What she- is happening?
0: <laughs> she also asked him to pack his stuff and leave. Uh, So, so that's she- where we are. So yes. he's about to pack his stuff and leave. It was just. To me, if I I've never had a fight like this, if I ever had a fight like this, it's especially, the last fight. especially like on the brink of, you know, getting married, it's done. This ain't going on for long. I don't know what we're doing here. Now, I'm curious because on the next time on, we do see them. She is crying. So nothing has is new. Nothing has changed. Like I said earlier, she sees this as Gino sees me as a gold digger. And that's why he wants this prenup. And that hurts. So I don't know where we're going with this Chappelle, but I do not think there is a better time than now to go and look at the power rankings for this episode and see where everyone goes on our sheet.
1: Ben, Ben, this couple, but listen, listen, listen. (laughs) before we move on, I do have to point out my favorite thing that happened in this scene is when she's like, that's it. I'm done with you. I'm going to my room. You go to your room. Leave me alone. She goes in her room. She's crying. Just and I was like, damn, I feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. And then the producers are asking him, he's like, look, I'm trying to get her to sign this prenup or at least think about the prenup, but she's so volatile. And then she bursts in the room like, are you talking about me behind my back? <laughs> like, yeah. That's what got her to say, you need to
0: leave. She was like, you pack your stuff up and get out.
1: He's on a TV show talking to the cameraman. What do you mean? Is he talking about y'all do interviews and stuff all the time? She bust in like, how dare you go tell somebody my business? You can just say it to my face. No, he cannot. You won't allow him to. And then when he does try to say it to the people who are paying you to be here, you're like, shut it down. Shut it down. Asshole. You're going (laughs) to need the content warning for this one. Cause I, uh, yeah, this is girl. What? y'all (laughs) don't, Jasmine, call one of your exes and work it out. Unless they was hurting you physically. I think emotionally, they can't be no worse than this. So you got to go. You got to go figure something out because this ain't it. Gino, I don't even know what to tell you. Take that damn hat off. (laughs) I don't know. And and I'm not saying go hatless, you know, sympathies to all the never news out there. I see you, Liana. But but where a hat that fit? Liana? You know, she says she never takes off her socks, Pooja. No one's going to forget that.
0: Oh, I, I I just did. <laughs>
1: I will not like. You just, listen, it's to throw sock people on the bus. Did you see Marianne wearing the wet socks to sleep?
0: Marianne took my poll and and completely changed the game by self-reporting on the highest degree. So if y'all don't know, the winner of Survivor Forty Two, Marianne Oketch, said when I put out the poll of Do you sleep with socks on? Yes or no. Not only did she say yes, she said. But also, if it's a really hot day, I'll wear wet socks to sleep because it's hot.
1: Excuse me, that that is a menace, a menace <laughs> of a human. You know, you know, what I'm saying like that's 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 like the prenup conversation. I'm like, go to hell. You know, like you better not ever say shit like that to me. You sleep with wet socks on. Deal breaker, deal breaker. Um, but yeah, there are never news out there. I want to be sensitive to y'all. I'm not saying he should never wear a hat. Take off this stupid ass hat. I hate it
0: it just i don't know if it's the design man it just feels like it's double the size of his head and i don't understand why he he kind of looks like elmer fudd a little bit
1: yes he does he looks like the cartoon version of joe goldberg you know it just i don't like it i don't like it take that hat off you he looks damn it take that hat off i'm sorry Oh, man, I'm I'm like Jasmine now. Go to hell. You know, like, take your prenup up your stupid ass hat. And that's the thing. She went out talking shit about him, like, uh, about his sexual prowess or whatever. She should have started with that damn hat. I would have slapped that damn thing off her off his head. Like, boy, you ever talk to me like this? But to be fair, he didn't ask for all of this. Y'all should not be in the same room. Let's get to the rankings, for you?
0: Let's get to them. All right. So we have six couples here, Chappelle, to give you a recap of last week. We had five couples on the list. We had Gino and Jasmine in last place. We had Riley and Violet in fourth. Amanda and Razvan third. Misha and Nicola second. And David and Sheila in first. Who is your number one couple this episode?
1: Um, We didn't get anything from David and Sheila. You know, no disrespect to them. But they we were didn't. Cute. It was just they sweet. That was <laughs> it. They, they could be number one. It was cute. All right, you know.
0: That's easy. Three weeks running. David and Sheila conquering the leaderboard. Number yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Um Okay. I think Gino and Jasmine last place, safe to say.
1: Oh yeah, put them in the okay. bin. Trashy. We don't need them on TV anymore. Don't get <laughs> No, I lied. They need a show. Just not this one.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, noted. Um in second place, I feel like based on what we have in front of us right now, I think Christian and Cleo it's too soon to put. So I think we just remove we just put the five this week cuz we mm-hmm. just met them. I
1: song. think
0: second place stays Misha and Nikola right now. Um, potentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, at, at best, you know, like they, they were, they were adorable and like they, mm-hmm. they are just, they just meeting and they are just two in two different places. It could right drop
0: now. next week with this yeah. bombshell that he's going to drop on her. But for and now, if, with this week's right. information, I think they stay up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. For sure. And then, you know, like, I think whatever their differences are these are these are surface level differences like mm-hmm. it might be cosmetic differences or things that like that you don't like about each other their personality or whatever in person uh, but that's not inherently toxic that just might be a disagreement and it might be something they never work through but it's still less toxic than some of the stuff that we see in these other couples
0: yes which leaves us with the third and fourth position we've got Amanda and Rosvan and Riley and Violet who takes podium and who comes just short at fourth <sighs>
1: I don't trust Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. However, in this episode, I will give them more than than Amanda and Rosvon because Amanda and Rosvon, I don't even know if they're compatible. I think that Riley and Violet are at least very, very happy to be in each other's space. I cannot say the same thing about Amanda and Rosvin. Um, It feels like Rosvon would really like for Amanda to be very happy in his space. And sometimes she is. And mm-hmm. I think that other times she is very unhappy and she has not figured out what that means. And so I'm putting Riley above them, but it's like a, it's a game of inches. It's not it's not much
0: yeah no i'm not mad at this decision I, I do feel like riley and violet yeah we may be starting to see some more doubt creeping into riley's mind but i think from violet's side she's very happy clearly that he's here um and i think riley ultimately what i'm hoping is that the paranoia gets put to rest although it doesn't seem like it but in this episode specifically i do feel like amanda and razvan had more and more problems surface up rather than smooth times i feel like we peaked with the pancake which she still didn't even like even when he put it in his mouth and said here taste it kiss it off of me and she, she looked like she hated it so um i think this is an apt decision to put them here now we did miss out on a well i was about a couple but a a half of a couple here tyree not on this episode once again but Chappelle. while you're here i want to get your thoughts on tyree before we head on out
1: been that whole conversation i don't want to we don't i don't need to see this anymore i don't know how you salvage this whole catfish thing and we've seen catfish relationships go very far on 90 day again jenny samit i ain't forgot but i think that somebody is about to get their feelings hurt and i think there are ways you can show that that they already have
0: though i think the feelings are already been hurt
1: and so we don't need to continue you know, I'm not when, mad at that decision. We, we're good. We're good. We are good. We are safe. You know, I I don't know if there is a story there. I don't know if you can tell somebody that you've been lying to them consistently, but they fell in love with your fake personality or your fake identity. And then now they're supposed to continue to be in love with you. That's a very steep ask of somebody. If that person is ever going to even meet up with them. Um, we I I don't even want to touch. I'm so happy. That, that wasn't a part of this episode for me because I don't have to talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, I'm like the family. Like, um, hey, um, yeah, you should definitely hear the recording for sure because like, like Mari said, we nosy as hell. I'm not here mm-hmm. for your best interest. I'm not. <laughs> I want to know. Like the family was like, we'll be there for you. We'll hold your hand, all this other stuff because they want to know. They don't care. They don't care how you feel. They want to know. Now we know, let it go. Let that shit go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It just, It's just in the bin, right underneath, Jasmine and Gino, who should let it go. You know, Mari's mm-hmm. said her best uh, when it comes to that prenup thing with Jasmine and Gino. They J- Jasmine looks at a prenup like, it is a scary thing. This is a thing that is like, oh my God, it means you don't trust me, blah, blah. blah. Me, me, me and Rana, she said, she said it. She's like, I, 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 I agree with Mari there. That's something that I can understand the disconnect. I do not see a disconnect between these two people who don't they don't exist to each other. This Christian. I'm sorry, not Christian. Uh, yeah, that's the new person. Right. The the the, the catfish. His name is Christian, right? Yes. Christian has not ever been in contact. You don't know Christian. You know uh, the vision of the person that you thought you knew. Let it go. I don't have nothing else for you. Just let that go. We don't yeah. have to touch
0: it again. We do see a uh, next time on. So he will be on the next episode. And uh, next week's guest already booked. Jason Reed will get to chime in on yes. it. Um, Good job. Yeah. But uh, his uh, Tyre sister has done some of her own digging and has found some stuff that could shed some light on this uh, Carmela catfish incident, which we'll get next week. And I hope it's something. I really do. Because... If it's not, just get this poor man off my TV screen. Like, he doesn't need to go through this on national television. You should. Like, I don't care that he signed off and said, no, you can keep going. I I guess maybe, he you know, to get paid. Why not? Might as well get a paycheck out of it. But I just feel bad for him. So that's sad. Okay. All right, Chappelle. Well, this was a lot of fun. And I'm very happy that you came over and hung out with us over on the Hot Mess Express. It's always a great time having you here. Let the people know where can they find you? What else do you have going on? before we get on out
1: uh yes so i brought up mario a second ago i will be guesting on the wrestling rehab up soon with uh my nothing but netflix co-host rob sister you know to talk about the most recent wrestling pay-per-view events and so that'll be fun uh so check that out with matt and mario on the wrestling rehab up uh i'm also uh guesting uh I i believe you and i will be doing some youtube content soon uh where we do some uh well, no, not, is that, uh, yeah, no, Brent Steele. Is that what that is? Uh, yes. Thursday, I believe. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday, today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday, whenever this <laughs> Tonight, drops. Tonight, in an yeah, hour. In an hour. Yeah. Whenever that <laughs> drops, I'll be there. You'll be there. So check that out if you haven't already checked it out. it's It was a good time, I'm sure. uh then. Thursday, I'm doing some drafting for Big Brother players with uh, Taryn and Matt Liguori. Um And I think there's only three of us. I don't remember the whole thing. But I'll be there, damn it. So check us out on YouTube uh, to see us draft some Big Brother first boots. We're gonna talk about the people who lost Big Brother and the ones who somehow we still haven't forgotten. Uh, and then uh, you can check me out on post Show recaps as well, talking about The Walking Dead, as you uh, highlighted at the beginning of the episode, um, because The Walking Dead: Dead City is in full swing. We're three episodes in, and so uh, check out our coverage with uh, AJ Mass, Jessica Lee, and Josh Wiggler, and myself. And then of course, uh, Sasha and I will be covering uh, Never Have I Ever on Silent Podcast. Sasha did just guest on Nothing But Netflix, my other podcast, uh, a couple weeks ago to talk about the fourth season of never ever ever but if you want to get a episodic deep dive you can catch us on silent podcast talking about that and speaking of nothing but netflix rob and i will be talking about american gladiators this week um there's an american gladiators documentary on netflix that uh rob really wants to cover and i think grace might be our guest so check us out over there um and follow me on twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with all the things that i am doing in the future
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Chappelle, once again, for coming through. Always a treat. Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash as well, if you're looking for some of my edited content that I'm putting up there now. And of course, as always on Twitch, twitch.tv slash where I will be. For the bulk of this off season before all the shows I cover come back. But for now, we've got just the 90 day until two weeks from now when we have two 90-day fiance podcasts running side by side. Can't wait. Should be a good time. Speaking of which, with that new season upcoming, it would mean the world to me if you could come through and leave a rating and review for this podcast. It helps people find the show. It also gives me some much needed feedback of what works, what doesn't, what you like, and so on. You can do so over on Rob website.com/slash 90-day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. And alas, we have arrived at our destination here on the Hot Mess Express. We hope you enjoyed your journey. And we'll be back next week to cover episode five. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Tax day is coming. Oh, no.